It's the end of the world as we know it. Come on, motherfuckers. I know y'all know this. It's the end of the world as we know it. Not as kids. Where y'all at? It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. <laughs> welcome, motherfuckers. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Hell is Round the Corner. I am your host, Lou Cypher. And listen, despite the morose subject matter that we have to cover today, goddammit, I actually feel all right. <laughs> Despite myself, we're gonna talk about all that later. Um, I'm not sure how long we're gonna be here. I don't really have that much, but you know, we're gonna make it do exactly what the fuck it does. Alright? Amen. So let's keep it going. Um, let's see. Where am I start? Well, I mean, uh, I guess I can say this. I think me and my therapist about to break up. <laughs> You know, I got to start giving y'all a little bit of my business. Um, yeah, I'm, I've been, I think I've been, if you follow me on Twitter, I kind of been mentioning it like here and there a little bit, but therapy, I don't think therapy for me. You know what I'm saying? Like therapy works for a specific type of nigga and I'm just not that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, I'm not a, um, I'm not nobody who needs to be handheld and you know, you got to rub my back in a clockwise motion and tell me shit going to be all right. I'm not that guy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so the thing is, my thing is this. I, um, I, I came to therapy because, you know, there were things about myself that I wasn't really pleased with. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe I could try to, you know, work through some of this shit, woo the woo figure out, you know. Basically, I need a motherfucker to tell me what's wrong with me so I can fucking fix it. And that's not how this shit works. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we don't really talk about anything. See, I'm, okay, so here's a, okay. Fuck it, I, fuck it, since I'm talking about it, I might as well just go ahead and tell you every damn thing. So what it is, is um, I'm I was very um, determined to get a black male therapist because I'm not talking to no white man, period. And I ain't talking to no woman, period. So I had to talk to a black man. That was just, that was it for me. It's hard as fuck finding a black male therapist. Like, that shit is not easy. That is not no easy feat at all. But, you know, find one, everything like that, woo the woo Anything, he's cool. Don't get it twisted. I'm, he is a good guy. Dude, is cool. he's cool as shit. The problem is, I think the disconnect is he's straight. And I'm not. <laughs> And like, and here's the thing, I don't like, you know, I don't have no issue with straight niggas, you know, I got hella straight niggas that listen to this podcast, man, shout out to y'all, it's a safe space for you motherfuckers, but you know what I'm saying, when you dealing with things, you know, like, um, not trauma, I hate that fucking word, because I ain't got all that shit, but just, you know, they are, they, you know, my, my homosexuality is an integral part of who I am. So therefore, you know, there are things that I'm going to have to express, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, sensitive is, all that good shit like that. I, one day, we, I think we, you know, we started talking about the intricacies, the intricacies of gay sex, and I think I scared him. And from that day forward, we just been off ever fucking sex. <laughs> Like, it's so crazy, though, because it's like, I be, listen, I be trying to tell straight cats, you know, I, I've said it many, many times on past episodes, but like, you know, I'm not one of these, I'm not one of these gays that fetishizes straightness, you know what I'm saying? I, nigga, if you tell me you straight, nigga, you, you just pulled nigga repellent on yourself to me. I don't want nothing to do with you, you know what I'm saying? Because, listen, let me tell you something, straight men don't wipe well, and y'all don't be that attractive. I hate to say it like that. I'm sorry. It just is what it is. Like, you know, by and large, y'all motherfuckers just don't be what you think you are. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, and the first, oh, God, the ones, that, I'm going way off on a tangent, but it's good. I'm, I promise you I'm getting to a point. The ones who kill me are, you know, yeah, I get bitches, that, this, that, other. Um, let me tell you something. And this is no shot to my ladies. You know, I love the ladies. I love y'all. But women's standards are not as high as gay men's standards. <laughs> Listen, like women, women, women will deal with some bullshit. Gays, we just don't. <laughs> nigga, we, I promise to God, we, we will be in mid fuck session with a nigga and we'll notice a fucking, 
a, a cleft chin or something wrong with the nigga toes, we'll stop right there and never talk to the motherfucker again. Women, y'all standards are in hell. I ain't gonna tell you no lie, y'all. I'll be looking at the niggas y'all give pussy to, and I'll be like, God damn. Is it that bad? Is the dick shortage affecting us like this? Like, but I say that to say this, you know, y'all can relax. You know what I'm saying? I promise. I, I can't speak for all the rest of my brethren, but me myself, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the, you know, I'm not the straight man hunter. That does, that does nothing for me. So, you know what I'm saying? That's what also, it complicates relationships with straight dudes. You know what I'm saying? Because you, when you like, Typically, what happens is when you first, you know, when you first start becoming cool with a stray cat, you know, and he don't realize you gay, everything all right till he realize you gay. Then, not saying he freaks out because you, I usually don't get that. They don't freak out. What happens is you end up having to spend so an absorbent amount of time comforting his mind, letting him know that you're not gonna try to holler at him. And that shit is exhausting. Like, you know, I done just got to the point where I just tell stray dudes, like, bro, you, you, you good. You're not even my type. You know what I'm saying? I, I I don't even find you remotely attractive. As a matter of fact, you know, you, I mean, nigga, you, I mean, I'm sorry. You kind of shaped like a fucking widescreen TV and you know what I'm saying? Your haircut is fucked up. You know, I mean, ain't shit I can do with you. Then we tell them that they get mad. So I, I say I have to say this. Maybe I, maybe I need to find a, a gay therapist, but I don't feel like looking no more. I ain't, look, this therapy shit, man, look, it just ain't for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't know. But, yeah, I think I'm going to have to break up with my therapist. That was a long diatribe for no fucking reason. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm all over the place today. I drank a little coffee too early. So, yeah, that might be the reason. Um, Let's see. Let's actually start this shit, shall we? Um, Let's see. First thing I got. So, in Alabama, there was a officer... Um, a correctional officer, she aided a prisoner, a murder, you know, he's convicted of murder, she aided him in escaping from the prison. Matter of fact, I got the article right here. Let me just read a little bit of it. Let's see. We'll be going, I'm just, I'm just going to breeze through this. <clears throat> a missing Alabama corrections um, officer accused of helping a murder, murder defendant escape from jail last week had a non-physical quote-unquote special relationship with him that included allowing him privileges while incarcerated, a sheriff said Tuesday. The relationship between Vicki White and the now fugitive Casey White has confirmed, was confirmed in part through tips from inmates at the um, county detention center. Let's see, we're going to scroll down to, okay. Authorities are looking for both Vicki White and Casey White, who are not related, after the corrections officer on Friday morning left the Lauderdale County Detention Center with a 38-year-old inmate while he was handcuffed and shackled in her, her patrol car. Uh, let's see, Vicki White said she was taking Casey White to a courthouse for a mental health evaluation and would then go get medical care because she wasn't feeling well. Authorities later discovered no hearing or evaluation was scheduled for Casey White that day, and Vicki White never arrived at the medical facility. Uh, her patrol car was found abandoned Friday morning in a shopping center. And the situation has left Vicky White's co-workers in shock. The day she disappeared was to be her last day at work after nearly two decades with the department. She submitted her retirement paperwork last week, sold her home about a month ago, and had thought about moving to the beach. Let me tell you something. I'm looking at this picture of Vicky White. Vicky White looks like a white woman. That, 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 she looked like dick don't come her way too often. You know what I'm saying, and I can tell you, I can tell you one thing to know when two for motherfucking show, they is somewhere in some remote cabin somewhere, and Casey is balls deep in Vicky as we speak. Them motherfuckers is raising more hell than a weasel in a chicken coop. I promise you, they, because you got okay. So here's the thing. I bring it up because I, when I because when I, when I first came across the story last week, I tweeted about it, and basically I was telling people like you know I was I was so surprised at people's reactions to the story. You know what I'm saying? So many people in such so such shock. Like I can't believe why would she do that and this that other. Let me tell you something. These COs be fucking these inmates all the time. They fall in love with these inmates. All the fucking time. Do you know how many whole ass prostitution rings they have at female prisons nationwide? I mean, the shit, the, the shit don't even make the news no more because it's so common. You know what I'm saying? Again, not saying that it's right. I'm just expressing surprise at y'all surprise. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, 
prime example. I got an uncle. I ain't gonna say his name over here. <laughs> I got an uncle. Um, he doing life right now in Catahoula, but he did 17 years in Angola. That's the penitentiary in Louisiana where I'm from. <laughs> but um, he did 17 years in Angola, and he'll tell you out his own mouth. In that time, he was fucking. He had fu he fucked two female COs and one male one. And he's and um he said the male one was the one that was really showing love because like he because I remember this as a kid like my grandmother would be putting money on his books and shit like that but when she would go visit him he would have like you know, all his deodorant he and all that kind of shit like that and he got out he was telling us say like, you know my uncle got a funny voice all the men in my family have a really distinct voice I mean yeah I was fucking up yeah I was fucking up he was he, he used to he, he used to give me zoos all the time yeah I kept I kept all the zoos zoos are what they used to call snacks in um the penitentiary by the way I don't know what they call it now because I, I haven't I haven't visited a correctional facility in quite some time but um yeah he stayed he stayed with the zoos and you know side note my uncle taught us all how to make a rather delicious zoo bar that's what they called it what it basically what it is is crushed up ramen noodles with a little seasoning on it and you mix in some melted candy bars and you roll the shit up in wax paper it makes a delicious candy loaf I had a very colorful childhood, <laughs> but, but yeah, like these, like you, cause you got to realize Look at the average CO. Have you ever seen a fucking correction officer? These don't be no, these don't be no earth shatteringly good looking motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Cause like I say, prime example, Vicky, she dead ass look like the, um, the damn, um, the daddy from, um, Adam's family with a wig on. You know what I'm saying? They don't be no earth shatteringly good looking motherfuckers. Rick Ross was a CO prime example. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're sending this, you know what I'm saying, um, dick-depraved, you know, horny motherfucker into what is essentially a dick factory with authority and power. What you think they going to do? You know what I'm saying? They going to they gonna start fucking on the inmates, which they, which they, they tend to do on the regular. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, you know, I mean, listen, shout out to them. Because let me tell you something. I don't want to see nobody locked up. So, I mean, look, hey, if y'all going to stay on the run and live y'all best life, I'm gonna, listen, mama was retired. She had drew, sold her house, everything. That motherfucker is giving her the pounds of life as we speak. Shit. You know, but yeah, I don't... And another total random story. When I said I didn't remember the last time, I, remember, I do remember the last time I went to a fucking jail to visit somebody. I want to see, it was like 2004, 2003, 2004. The reason I remember is because it was a nigga from the neighborhood named Light. So I knew him, but I wasn't cool with him like that. He was my homeboy, Jason homeboy. So, you know what I'm saying? He was in Parish. Now, Parish is, um, we, we, that's what we had back home. It's called Parish Prison. And you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers will be there for like a year or two. Like, that, that, you know, they, they, it's, not, it's not where they really, you know, if you, it, when, when niggas doing time, time, they either go to Hunts or go to Angola. But in the, in the past, you down there for probably a year, some change, some shit like that. But anyway, he was worried about light, so we went down to the jail to see light. And mind you, so the way the way visitation was at that time, like they were still doing the little phone through the glass thing, but the room was kind of concave, so you can kind of see other people, you know, this kind of shit like that. The reason I say it is because we sitting there, he worried about light and shit, man. Well, oh, my, I hope they do my dog good. I mean, maybe this, that, and other. Man, that motherfucker showed up in front of that glass when I said this nigga clear, skin cleared on the bitch. Had and grew out and everything. The motherfucker looked healthier than he had ever looked in his life because that, that was because he ain't had cracking shit up in there. But anyway, he come up to there. So, you know, Jason looked at him like, man, bro, you good up in here? You all right? I'll never forget what that motherfucker said. Man, this shit like raw rubber up in this motherfucker. I don't never want to go home, nigga. And he loud to the motherfucker. I'm just sitting up there. I am a guest. I'm just looking like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? And this motherfucker goes, point. Hey, see that nigga eye down there? Man, I did that shit. Bro, nigga, we be rolling this bitch. I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. This nigga is crazy. Like, <laughs> and that was the last time I went and visited anybody at motherfucking jail. So, you know, shout out to Light and all. I hope that I ain't seen that motherfucker since. I hope he doing all right. That was years and years ago. But anyway, moving the fuck along. <laughs> um, let me see. So... 
Oprah told the LA Times that she didn't leave her house for 322 days out of fear of catching COVID. So, the only reason I'm bringing this up because I just like when I when I first read that, my 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 response is this. I really want rich motherfuckers to stop telling us shit like that, thinking that they sound relatable. Oprah, you don't sound relatable. Let me tell you something. You live in the hundred acre woods, sis. Like, of course you didn't leave your house for 322 days. Why would you leave? You know what I'm saying? Man, I tweeted, I said, I live in a very modest one bedroom apartment. And when I tell you, you damn near have to bribe me to walk out this motherfucker, especially on the weekends, I don't be liking to go nowhere, nigga. I, nigga, I got food, Wi-Fi, and weed. Why do I need to leave? You know what I'm saying? If I feel that way about this motherfucker, imagine if I lived at Oprah's house. Motherfucker, you living in this multi-room mansion. You know what I'm saying? You got Stedman out for the house somewhere. All you need, all you, you push a button and ring a bell and he show up when you ready to go to events and when you need him to eat your pussy. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, did you see the fucking vegetables that Oprah was pulled out of her garden? Man, we, we, we was supposed to pick some, um, God damn it, we was supposed to pictures of that motherfucker um, in the Twitter. Motherfucker, she got cabbage. Nigga, she was holding the cabbage like a deer she just shot. That's how big the motherfucker was. Like, of course you're not leaving your house. You know what I'm saying? If you pulling cabbage and shit out the ground look like that, imagine Oprah's weed. Because you know she smoked. And all that big ass garden. Nigga, Oprah got some homegrown that probably... That shit will take you to the fucking astral plane. You know what I'm saying? Why you think Oprah shit? Oprah been so motherfucking happy lately? God damn it, shit. She smoking that shit. She growing on her own goddamn grounds. But yeah, I just found it weird that she had to tell us that. It was like, ma'am, of course you didn't leave your fucking home. Like, your house is palatial. Why would the fuck would you leave? You know, so... I don't know. I just... I, the spirit just moved me to talk about that. But anyway... <laughs> moving right the fuck along. So the Met Gala happened. You know, the Met Gala basically the fucking prom for rich people. Um, and this year's theme, so okay, before I even get started, I was confused because they said Gilded Glamour was the theme. But then I started seeing some other shit. I started seeing Gwen Stefani and I think um, Kim Kardashian said something about like, all American something. Like, so I'm like, what that two themes? What the fuck was this? Any fucking way, the theme that we knew about was called Gilded Glamour. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we're talking Gilded Age fashion. We're talking turn of the century fashion. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we were ready to see bustles and plumage and just, you know, frill and pomp and circumstance. We were prepared. And this is the easiest. The absolute, this is the biggest slowball that Anna has ever thrown the celebrities. Because if you remember last year, they fucked up so bad. The way it was like, uh-uh, we got to do a do-over. So, we were just ready. We were just ready to see what we had. Uh, it was better than last year. I'll say that much. It was better than last year. It was still underwhelming. I give this, to be honest, I give the whole thing a C plus. Because here's my thing. What is it with motherfuckers who come out of theme on purpose? You know what I'm saying? My nigga KMGs, she made a great fucking point um, on the Twitter. Where she, she basically said, if you show up purposely out of theme, you shouldn't get invited back next year. And I, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't the time to go, and go against the grain. You get, I mean, and here's the thing. Even if you want to, even if you want to step outside the box and go against the grain and do some shit that's, you know, not necessarily in theme, it's a way to do that while still keeping, you know what I'm saying, keeping the spirit of the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, first, the, the second thing was everybody was in black. I don't know what this was when everybody was fucking wearing black. Like, nigga, we've been, we've been in a pan pizza for the last fucking three years. You know what I'm saying? It's springtime. Niggas ready to be outside and alive. Nigga, give us some color. And you know what I'm saying? The Gilded Age, like, nigga, this was just, I mean, you know, I'm thinking Rococo period. I mean, um, shit. You know, I'm thinking just feathers and just, you know, just, just spectacle. 
That's what I, that's what we were looking for. Some spectacle. You know what I'm saying? But eh, a few people did give though. So okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through some of my faves. So Blake Lively had the moment um, this year because you know every year somebody has the moment, and this year was Blake Lively. First of all, let me tell you something. Blake Lively eats every fucking time that that fucking white woman dresses down i i don't and from what i understand she doesn't use a stylist which is even more impressive but she did a um she wore um versace i believe it, i think it was versace and it was what it was was the gown she was supposed it was it was it was it was inspired by the statue of liberty the oxidization process of the statue of liberty where it'll turn a copper color then and oxidize to like green and shit like that so her dress was copper and she um did the unveil I took points off for that though because she had about four motherfuckers helping her with that damn dress and I'm like baby you should have been able to do a little shake out and bam all that shit happened but anyway when she did the unveil and it flipped the color to green and with a long train it was a moment and that's what you watch the Met for you you want that moment you want to be wow you know what I'm saying like it, like it make it interesting so she definitely did that shit um she wasn't my favorite though my fav my two favorite looks um if i want to be honest were lizzo lizzo had this amazing coat i didn't damn i should have wrote down who her designer was i it was somebody american it was american anyway but it was just this voluminous coat and it was just so it looked so rich like that's my thing bitch give me opulence and she looked amazing. So Lizzo was my favorite. And Ashton Sanders, the dude um, from Moonlight, the, teen, the teenage um, Sharon from Moonlight, he be killing it, though. He really do be killing killing his fashion shit. So his, his outfit, he came... And he was one of the few men who showed some imagination. So he was it was like this steampunk inspired jumpsuit. That's what I also meant when I was talking about earlier about even if you don't want to be exactly on theme, it's a way to do it. Cause steampunk comes from the, you know what I'm saying, um, the gilded era, the Victorian era. You know what I'm saying? So he had on like this jumpsuit with the copper accents and and you know what I'm saying, with the fucking um with the gloves and shit. And it was fly. I was like, okay, all right, bro, I see you. You know what I'm saying? He, he looked great. Janelle Monet looked great. It was a little safe. She she had the the, the um the black gown, but with the bejeweled black and white headpiece. It was giving uh Madam Queen, like, you know, Madam Queen, that whole Harlem 1920s look. Um it, but the thing is, people are saying it was safe. Yes, it was safe. But you got to realize black and white, that black and white motif has always kind of been Janelle Monet's thing. So, you know, so she was the only one I really kind of gave a pass with all the black. But she looked good. Um, Cardi looked good. Um, I wasn't crazy about Cardi's. Like, it was a nice dress. I mean, it was interesting. It was, it was interesting because it, like, it, it looked like it was made out of gold chains or something. But it was, it was Atelier Versace. And she came with Donatella, so she got points for that. Um, but it was, I mean, it was kind of safe, but she looked really good. Um, let's see, who else? Okay, so Chloe Grace Motez, I don't know how to say her last name, but the girl who was hit girl in motherfucking, um, in Kick-Ass, um, she came, when I tell you, mama had the flyest, um, bedazzled jacket, it was this coat. That it was, it, it almost looked like a naval coat, but it was just, it was, uh, it was encrusted with like crystals. And if the fit on that jacket was perfect, and it was gorgeous, she wore it with like this, with these pants. I, I hated the pants, it was these, she had these white kind of um, high water bell bottom things, but the pants had zippers in them. So that's what threw the whole thing off. The zip, like, it was, it, it was, the pants were too modern. Like, if she did a white cigarette pan without no zippers, and the heels were nice and shit too, she would have really, she would have been best dressed probably. But yeah, she was dope. Doja, Doja, of course, Doja understood this assignment. She, she came, it, it was this all blue thing, but it was straight from that era. So, you know, Do, um, Doja killed it. Um... Two guys, Sean Mendez. Let me tell you something. 
Sean Mendez probably was the best dressed man there. Like he like that that fucking suit. I'm talking about that shit was straight from that era. He looked like like a sea admiral or some shit. I thought I thought he looked great. I still don't know who the fuck he is. I ain't gonna tell. I don't know what I don't know who he is. I don't know what he does. But he looked good as shit. There was also a cat there named Stormzy. He had on like a all white tuxedo with the white cape, and that's what I was looking for from the men. My thing is like this: gilded niggas. This the one time y'all motherfuckers could have came in a tuxedo and killed shit. You know what I'm saying? You got you had Jared Leto out there. What the, I don't know what the fuck that was. He looked, it looked like some shit from the Billy Porter collection. I I was I was just no no, you know. But I'm like nigga, come. I'm talking. Give us a white tie. Give us a cummerbund. Give us some mink. You could y'all fellas y'all could have did it. Nigga, I would have came out that motherfucker with a cane, motherfucking top hat. Goddamn it, I'd have been dragging a mink behind me. But the opera binoculars, motherfucker, I would have killed that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like. I just hate, I just hate that this is a costume ball and nobody gives it any fucking effort. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker Amy Schumer came looking like Uncle Festa. You know what I'm saying? Nicki Minaj never looks good. I, I just got to the point where I just, like, there are just some people who are just, they're just not fashion people. And Nicki Minaj is one of them. She's not, she's just not a fashion girl. She never has been. And every fucking time, it's like, it's like, mama, you could, you got the money and the means. Why do you always look like this? You know what I'm saying? She looked a fucking mess. Why did you wear a fucking baseball cap? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, who else? Who else did? I, who else was I not feeling? There's a couple of them that I just wouldn't feel. Like. I ain't even write them down to be honest, because I ain't really want to spend too much time talking. But it's but the oh, the Kardashians. Of the Kardashians, they need to really stop inviting them to the Met. To be honest. Every single year, they come to the fucking Met Gala, and they are, like, purposely out of fucking theme. None of them. You know what I'm saying? Clorenthal looked great. She looked good. For, she looked as good as you could expect her to look. You know what I'm saying? Kim looked good, but you weren't in theme. You, she wore a Marilyn Monroe's dress, and it looked good on her. It really did, but you were not in theme. You know what I'm saying? Kendall and the other white girl, they always doing some offbeat shit. They just okay. I do want to bring this up while we're talking about it. Um the I had the same problem with Kendall that I had with Camilla Cabello's outfit, that I had with Meg's outfit, that I had with Normani's outfit, that I had with Chloe's outfit. The it's like the girls are so afraid to break out of that sex pot image. That sex pot image is easy and safe for them. So they just stick to it with everything. And it's like, this is not the time for that. Show some imagination. Like Normani, she had she had a whole midriff out. I, I, you're a beautiful girl and your body is fucking everything. I, we get it. But... You, you, this was the time to do something else. We didn't see your torso in every fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Now I will say this: the sh the um the silhouette of her her dress, like with the hat and it, just the if you just took the silhouette, yes, it it did go. You know what I'm saying? But it was just like that whole ripped out midriff. It just cheapened it to me, and I feel like you could she just she could have did something. She could have did something else. I wasn't impressed with her shit. Megs, I didn't like it because. It, it was cool for what it was like I say. It was giving Vera from uh, Harlem Nights, but I hate that. I hated the slit, the slit all the way up to the hip. Like, come on, baby, you ain't. We've done. We, we've seen this. We've seen this from you. And what really killed it for me was that she had nude illusion fabric in the bodice of her dress. I hate. To see a woman with nude illusion fabric in a dress, I hate that shit. It, it never, it never not looks cheap. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, yeah, just like, I don't know. It was just, it, it was underwhelming, you know, I mean, we, for, for, for the theme. Because, like I said, the theme was too easy. It was too easy. Y'all should have been knocking this out the park left and right. But, unfortunately, they were not. But, oh, here we go. Let me take a swig of water real quick. Mm. Okay. 
So during the Met Gala, we all sitting up here, we being fashion gays, and, you know, we getting our Miranda Priestly on, judging these rich white people's clothes and shit. Across the Twitter comes, um, you know, a tweet from Politico. I think this was, um, it's Politico. I, I didn't know who they were until yesterday. Apparently, they got a leak. From the um some some from somebody in the Supreme Court that they the Supreme Court is overturning Roe versus Wade. If you don't know what Roe versus Wade is, it's a it's a landmark 1973 Supreme Court um ruling where um which made abortions legal. You know what I'm saying? Because up until 1973, it was illegal to get abortions. You know what I'm saying? So. They're overturning it. So here's the thing. We could have all, because even though a blue check tweeted it, we were, we, we could have all been like, oh, this is just, this, somebody's trolling. When you realize it wasn't a troll is when the official SCOTUS um, Twitter account said that, you know, this basically this is a breach of, um, a breach of privacy or some shit like that to that effect. And so, once we realized this wasn't a troll, oh, God, all hell broke loose. Everybody just, yeah. So, what I'm going to do, I have a lot of feelings about this. I'm going to do my best to unpack this as, as good as I possibly can. But y'all know me. When I get emotional, I get off the rails. So, <laughs> we're going to have to work through this. Okay. The first thing I want to um the first thing I want to do is say this. The GOP whoops our when I say our I'm talking about anybody who doesn't vote who doesn't vote Republican, Democrat, whether you want to call yourself a Democrat, whether you want to identify as a liberal. They whoop our ass. And I'm going to tell you a few reasons why they whoop our ass every fucking time. First things first, they're bullies. You know what I'm saying? They're fucking bullies. These people don't give a fuck about playing fair. They don't give a fuck about what's right at all. They All they know is what they want. And they're going to get what they want by any means motherfucking necessary. You know what I'm saying? Like it just it, it it just kills me how people don't understand it. How are you not understanding it about white men? You know what I'm saying? Like I it irks me that I'm seeing people try to make these GOP white men complex and high-minded. They're not. They're simpletons. You know what I'm saying? Barbarism is literally in their blood. Look throughout the centuries, look throughout history. Look at how white people have carried on. What do they do? Ain't no bargaining. Ain't no motherfucking, no discourse. They just gonna run up in your shit and take what they feel they want. You know what I'm saying? Might equals right to these people. You know what I'm saying? And I don't understand why y'all don't get that. You know? There's only, there's only one way. There's only one way to whoop a bully. You know what I'm saying? If a motherfucker... You you sitting up there using all your little $5 words and saying all your little cute shit because you want to sound smart. He punching you in your fucking shit. You know what I'm saying? It ain't but one way to handle a motherfucking bullet. Kick that motherfucker in the nuts, break him down, and wear his ass out. That's the only thing you can do with a fucking bully. And these people are fucking bullies. And y'all motherfucking... Let me take let me take my time. Let me take my time. Let me take my time. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it just really bothers me. Like prime example, I'm gonna use a, I'm, I'm gonna use example here. What's happening? What they're doing? You know what I'm saying? The end game. Of all this is to, is to totally do away with the Constitution. That's the end game of this whole fucking thing. 
You know what I'm saying? Is to get rid of the Constitution because white men are tired of being nailed to the cross with the Constitution. And what's so crazy to me is it's not like they ever really paid attention to it. You know what I'm saying? Because when they, whenever they get ready to, they circumvent it any fucking way. But now it's just gotten to the point because white men, all this diversity and all this shit like that, it's making them feel disenfranchised. And they've been mad about this shit for a very long time. You know what I'm saying? So now, fuck it. Let's just get rid of the whole goddamn Constitution. Because this shit is really fucking us up. You know what I'm saying? They want this They want this shit to go back to what it was in the 30s, 40s, and 50s so bad. So they willing to just go ahead and just do away with the whole goddamn Constitution. Because let me tell you something. They started with Roe versus Wade. This, you think Plessy versus Ferguson ain't coming up next? Brown versus Board of Education? Civil rights? All that shit on the motherfucking table. You know what I'm saying? They getting rid of all that shit. You know? It's kind of like, it's like, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the Fright Night reboot. You know, that, that, that with Colin Farrell in it, we did not need that reboot at all. But anyway, we don't need any reboot. But there's a scene in the movie that, I, that is, that's, that's a brilliant analogy for what white men are doing right now. Uh, they're running away from him. He's a vampire, by the way. In the movie, he's a vampire. So they're running away from the vampire. So they all run into a house, into the house, because they know the vampires cannot come into the house unless you invite them in. So they're like, oh, he has to play by the rules. We're just going to run in the house and he can't fuck with us, right? Wrong. You know what that motherfucker did? He said, I ain't got to be invited in if it ain't no fucking house. The bitch blew the whole house up and killed him anyway. That's what white men are doing. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they just saying, you know what? Okay, the Constitution got us constricted. Every time we turn around, we got to deal with y'all little bitch ass rights. Guess what? We just going to get rid of the whole motherfucker. Now what? You know what I'm saying? And it's just so crazy because so many of you motherfuckers thought that it would never get here. That's the thing. 20, oh, this one I'm about to really get mad. Because 2016 was when we were supposed to fucking do what we had to do. 2016 was the most crucial election that ever happened in our fucking lifetime. And you know what happened? You bitches brought your goddamn puss-ass feelings and your personal biases to the motherfucking polls like some dumbasses. You know what I'm saying? Um, we, even, even when this shit happened yesterday, we, we find out they, they turn it back Roe versus Wade. Motherfuckers sitting up and still on that bullshit talking about some goddamn, well, I'm, I, I mean, I, I was, what was I supposed to do? I, I didn't want to talk to Hillary. Let me tell you something, goddammit. Hillary could have been a fire-breathing motherfucking succubus. Guess what? We were still supposed to vote for her. You know what I'm saying? You vote for the lesser of two fucking evils. That's what this shit is a fucking bout. We ain't have time for you bitches to sit up here and act like you had a goddamn choice. You know what I'm saying? You let your sexism and your bullshit get us where the fuck we at right now. Kamala's the police. Hillary helped write the crime bill. So the fuck what? So what? You know what I'm saying? Y'all let Donald Trump, and let me tell you something. Let me tell you, going back to me saying why they keep fucking winning. Let me tell you something about Donald Trump. Them good old boy, GOP old motherfuckers, they hated him. They hated Donald Trump. They didn't want that motherfucker to be president. They didn't want him representing them. Donald Trump cheapened their brand. Donald Trump calls it up the trash. He brought trash into the GOP. That's how them old, that's how them old money whites look at him. They thought Donald Trump was trash. You know what I'm saying? Them poor whites that he calls it up to, you know what I'm saying? The, the GOP only use them because they need their votes. After that, they treat them motherfuckers like they don't exist. You know what I'm saying? Them Budweiser chugging goddamn transmission hanging from a tree branch in their front yard. Cousin fucking motherfuckers in Bumblefuck, Tennessee some goddamn well. Yeah, we knew they use them for their votes. But they don't, they don't fuck with them. They don't like them. White people, let me tell you something. White people look down on poor white trash more than they look down on us. And you know what Donald Trump did? Every rally he was at, that's who was at the rallies. 
You know what I'm saying? He out there hugging and photo opping with them motherfuckers. The GOP looking at him, they mad than a bitch. But you know what they did? They put all that shit to the motherfucking side because you know why? That motherfucker that they hate so much, he was gonna get in there and he was gonna further their agenda. He was gonna get in there and do what the fuck he needed them. They needed him to do, and he did. He sat three motherfucking Supreme Court justices for their asses. They might have hated his fucking guts, but they put that shit to the side because that's what Republicans do. One, one sound, one band. One band, one sound. That's how they roll. You know what I'm saying? Democrats, liberals can't fucking do that. You know why? Because everybody in this motherfucker got main character syndrome. You know what I'm saying? Everybody want to be heard. You know what I'm saying? You got the women want to be heard, but then black women and white women, they stay in, stay at odds with each other because feminism feminism doesn't extend to black women and it's not inclusive to them and all that kind of shit like that. So now the black women and white women are at odds, but both of them want to be heard. The gays want to be heard. Black men want to be heard. Everybody want to be heard over here at one motherfucking time. I hate to fucking say it, and I'm not, I'm sorry if I sound like an ass, I hate to fucking say it, but God damn it, everybody can't be heard at one fucking time. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Instead of us, instead of us rallying behind, you know, one spokesperson, it could be anybody, God damn it, if a purple people eater with a foot growing out their fucking head want to speak on behalf of the party, we should all line up behind just that one motherfucker and let they weird ass speak. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, that's what they fucking do. They get they they could hate each other's guts, but they not gonna break rank. We do we break rank every goddamn time because every motherfucker feel like they deserve flow time. You fucking don't. You don't. You don't. We getting our motherfucking asses handed to us because all you motherfuckers gotta be heard. You, it can't be it, it can't be but one quarterback, baby. You know what I'm saying? It can't be but one motherfucking quarterback. Somebody got to catch. Somebody got to do all that. Everybody got a fucking job. No, we, we got a bunch of motherfuckers who all want to be quarterbacks. And we lose it every goddamn time. You know what I'm saying? And, which brings me to this. Another reason they keep they whoops our ass. You fucking, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to say liberals here. This liberal snark, this liberal sarcasm, this liberal shade, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is kicking our ass. You know what I'm saying? All you motherfuckers want to do is look like the smartest guy in the room. You know what I'm saying? Everybody want to use they. Everybody want to use their SAT words. Everybody want to get they read off. Oh, oh shit! You read them. Shut the fuck up. That don't mean nothing. Yeah, you sound smart. Yeah, you sound educated. But guess what? That white man gonna do? He gonna bat you in your shit. Move, motherfucker. That shit you said. That shit you saying sound cute. Now get the fuck out the way. I got this. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's, it's so annoying that so many of y'all really think that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you know, it, all you got to do is get your little smart comments off. Get your little snarky comment off. That's all you want to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, and, and, and I'm, I'm not taking shots at her in particular at all. This is just an example. Like that shit Angela Rye used to do when she used to be on the news. Don't get it twisted. I think she's a brilliant woman. She's, she's brilliant. She's brilliant, she's smart, she's beautiful, all that kind of shit like that. That wasn't helping at all. It just wasn't helping. Yeah, you, oh yeah, you was getting your shit off. You was getting your shit off. But at the end of the day, them motherfuckers, are, they don't give a fuck about sounding smart. They don't give a fuck about looking bright. They don't give a fuck about any of that. They just fucking animals. They just go bulldoze through shit. When we gonna realize that you cannot sit up here and fight these people with decency? It don't work. It don't fucking work. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, if I was to go run up in somebody's shit and take some take, and they come sit up in my face, well, you shouldn't do that because you can't do this. Nigga, I'm gonna let you get all that shit off me. And when I get tired, I'm gonna just punch you in your shit. The end. You know what I'm saying? How smart you gonna sound picking your fucking teeth up off the ground, the bitch? 
We the, the, the thing is, until until we learn, until we learn to catch a crook, you gotta be a crook. Bottom line. To catch a killer, you gotta be a killer. There's no, there's no other way around this shit. And let me tell you something. We have got to get out of this goddamn storybook shit. You know what I'm saying? The good guys don't win in the end. They don't. That shit only happens in fairy tales and movies. Why you think we got to fuck? The world is being run by villainous, vile people. They'll, that's who wins. I hate to fucking say it. That's just what it is. Nice guys don't finish. They don't. They get kicked in the fucking knees. You know what I'm saying? You know, as much as I love First Lady, I, I adore First Lady Michelle Yvonne Obama Esquire. I adore her. I thought I just I think I, I think she's just, just, just my eyes ain't big enough to see her. But one thing that I hate that she did, I hate that she introduced that when we go low, when they go low, we go high rhetoric. Because that shit been kicking our ass ever since. You cannot do that. Ain't no such thing as when they go low, we go high. That just mean the mother going to sweep your legs from up under you. When they go low, goddammit, you go to hell. Until we learn that, we're going to stay getting our motherfucking asses handed to us. Because guess what? It's too late now. It's too motherfucking late. Nigga, we got this. This shit ain't going to change in my lifetime. I'm going to be dead and we still going to be fighting this motherfucking fight. Because you stupid motherfuckers sat up here and whined about your bitch ass student loans that you decided to get for your goddamn self. Who oh, my student loans? Hey, let me tell you something. The next motherfucker that I see come in my fucking face, in my physical presence, whining about some student loans, I'm smacking the fuck out of you. I'm smacking the fuck out of you. Shut the fuck up. We don't want to hear that shit no more. God damn it. We, nigga, we about to be in Gilead out in this bitch. And you whine about some bitch-ass loans that you set yourself up for. Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? All you motherfuckers, well, Biden's going to be a one-term president because I'm not voting because he doesn't reveal my fucking loans. Nigga, fuck you. Fuck you and 10 motherfuckers look just like you. You know what I'm saying? Y'all niggas the reason we here. You know... Nobody could pull their hair out of their ass and do and put their big boy drawers on and, 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 and just do what we were supposed to do. That's all we had to fucking do. God damn it, the midterms coming up. Because here's the crazy part. Here's the crazy part. This shit came out. This wasn't this Roe vs. Wade shit, that wasn't supposed to hit to after the fucking midterms. Now we know about it, and guess what? We still gonna get out here and bullshit. We still got to contend with you stupid motherfuckers whining about penny any shit. Who going to sit your ass at home and not motherfucking vote. We got to contend with you simple bitches. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, we looking, we, we looking a long night right in the motherfucking eye. And you motherfuckers still whining about some goddamn loans. I swear to fucking God, if y'all don't shit the fuck up. Grow the fuck up, goddammit. This shit bigger than that. You know, but I'm going to tell you one thing. Just like I say, you know, this shit ain't stopping at Roe vs. Wade. See, it ain't going to be real to none of y'all until it affects, till it actually affects you. You know, you know where the shit going to hit the fan? When they start coming after gay rights. You know what I'm saying? When they when they make when they make being a, a fudge packer out um when they make being a fudge packer illegal, that's when y'all motherfuckers gonna feel it. You know what I'm saying? Cause you motherfuckers wanna be out here having sex like stray cats in the goddamn way. They gonna make that shit illegal. You know what I'm saying? Let us find out you out here putting your tallywack on somebody's son asshole. You and him going to motherfucking jail if we don't kill you. The shit, the shit coming, y'all. It's fucking coming. It's literally right here already, but it's coming. You know? Don't let worst, worst case scenario get us all the fuck up out of here. Grow the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? 
Democrats, liberals, whatever you want to call yourself, learn how to play dirty. That's what we have to fucking do. Learn to play dirty. We have to be them. You know what I'm saying? You don't send a kitten after a wolf. You send another motherfucking wolf. I don't, listen, I hate that, it, I hate that we at this place right now, but here we are, baby. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I I I have nothing else. I have nothing else to say. All I can tell y'all: get your cardio up, get your guns up. We gonna need them. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> oh, since since we all feeling so good and happy right now, <laughs> I guess we can go ahead into the lose cipher sound segment. I probably should have did this first thing because I like that shit. That shit just took the wind out of my sails. I ain't gonna tell you no lie, but it, we, we we gonna push on. We gonna we gonna push on. So a lot of music. Um, let's see. First and foremost, listen. I tried to listen to that Future album, y'all. I gave that shit my all. God fucking bless. That shit was awful. I'm talking about when I tell you a 40-year-old man still talking about the shit he talking about. I, nigga, my brain still started abandoning shit like by track three. And here's the thing. Because I'm not going to sit up here and fake the funk and stunt. Future has songs that I like. But the thing is, I was in a very different place in my life. You know what I'm saying? I was a whole lot younger. Nigga, I'm almost 40 years old. This nigga is 40 fucking years old. Singing about fucking bitches in the ass and shit like that. And then he got then he got the toxic Avengers on that motherfucker. You got you got Kanye West talking about how he bought the house next door to his fucking ex-wife. You know what I'm saying? You got you got Kodak Black little rapist ass in there. Like it it was listen. I didn't even add any songs to the playlist for that album. If you want to listen to it, by all means, go ahead. I'm not putting that. I'm not putting that bullshit ass music on my motherfucking playlist. I'm sorry, but you know what I'm saying. God bless to anybody who enjoyed it. I tried. I couldn't. Um, let's see. But there was some great music that came out. Kehlani. So here's the thing. I've always. I always liked her. Kaylani just seems like a she just seems like a good person with good energy. You know what I'm saying? Like she like you know, I, I be seeing on, on on Twitter and everything, she just seems super supportive. She seems just super genuine. And you know what I'm saying? Um I've I've never listened to one of her projects all the way through though. Like I've heard a song here, a song there, and some I've liked, some I haven't. Um, but this was the first time I actually listened to one of her projects all the way through. This, she dropped something called, um, is it Blue Water Road? I think it's Blue Water Road, if I'm not mistaken. And it's cool. It's actually really good. It's real, um, it's, it's chill and vibey. But, you know, the songwriting is what got me. I'm like, okay, all right, all right, there's a pen here. Um, let me tell you something. This is some dyke shit. And I love it. I love it. The reason I love it so much is because it feels authentic. You know what I'm saying? This don't feel like, you know, some sapphic shit for the male gaze. You know what I'm saying? G-A-Z-E, not G-A-Y-S. This don't feel like, you know, no performative lesbian shit for men to oogle over. No, she's really singing like love songs to a woman. And it's and, and it's and, and, and it's the purity of it. Like I mean, I think it's the, the production too because the, the, the production is real wavy here. But it's just you know it's it's it just sounds pure. It sounds fresh. It sounds real. Um, so I added three songs, the three that struck a chord with me the hardest. The title, the um, I mean not the title, the um, the, the um, the opener is my favorite. Um, little story. I really enjoyed that song a lot. I, um, I, I had to add that to my own personal uh, rotational playlist. Um, I added "Wish I Never." It's this. She flipped a Rick, uh, a slick Rick um, sample and the children's story sample, and it's good. Like, and then she had a, a duet with Sid. You know, Sid is my my dog. I love Sid. Called "Get Me Started," and it's that's actually a really sexy song. So check them three out. And the album is good. I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy listening to it. I actually will listen to it again. 
Um, let's see. Another album that came out that I really enjoyed. So PJ Morton, he dropped the album called Watch the Sun. Let me tell you how I didn't realize how much I missed, you know, a man singing with some church behind his music. I, oh, man, this, this album was just... It, it, and here's the thing. It's so... Like the music, like it's the, it's literally the polar opposite of what Future was given. This shit is alive, and it's and it and it and it, and it, and it, it, it just it feels it feels like light. You know what I'm saying? It just feels good. Like I was listening to the music, and I just started feeling good. I'm like, that's what I miss feeling when I hear this music. I miss just listening to shit and just. Just feeling warm on the inside. And that's how I felt listening to the album. It was really, really good. Um, I've added uh, a couple of songs from there. Um, the first I added was Be Like Water. Let me tell you something. Anybody who can get Stevie Wonder and Nas on a track together, you is alright with me. And that's a really good song. My favorite song from the album was a song called Look Too Heavy. Oh, listen. <laughs> I needed that little church. Like I say, I miss I miss church in music, man. And it's but, but like it's not heavy handed. You know what I'm saying? It's just you could just tell that this is a PK. You know what I'm saying? But a little too heavy. That's my favorite from the album. Um, I didn't add this one because I didn't want to do Overkill. But there's a song he got on there um, with Jill Scott and Alex Isley. This dude is. The, let me tell you something. The features he got on this album, nigga, he got L. DeBarge in the album, and L. DeBarge sounds amazing. I'm talking. I'm. I'm actually gonna. I'm. Um. I'm gonna go. Um. And, and um. By the time y'all hear this, I'm gonna add them to the playlist anyway. Cause why not? But yeah, it's a great album. P.J. Morton, Watch the Sun. If you want, if you want to feel good, if you want some feel good music, listen to that shit. And let's see. So now. We have made it around to the earworms of the week. Um, I have a few here. So, um, John B. Um, and, the, and by the way, this is an old song, but this is just it's just something I've been listening to a lot lately for some reason. Um, John B. He had a side project with um two of his background singers called Jack Herrera. Um, anybody who named their group after weed is alright with me. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's him and two of his um, singers, his, um, you know, his background singers. And um, the song that I'm referencing is called Up Above My Head. When I tell you R&B, oh, listen. I, it's on the playlist. Please check it out. You will not regret it. This song is fucking just, it is a mood. Like, it's really, really good. Check that shit out. Up above my head. It, it, for my people who smoke, you might want to roll one up first. You know, my people who drink, take you a sip, listen to that song. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. Um, Since we was talking about dyke shit earlier as far as music is concerned, um, I added a song called I'm Sorry by a girl named Zylo. It, 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 listen, this song done been on, this shit done been beating my ears up all fucking week. It is a great fucking song. It's really short, but it's a really good song. Like, this shit rides. And she's a lesbian, and she's singing to a girl. <laughs> and it sounds good. So check that out. It's called I'm Sorry. Again, it's called I'm Sorry by Z uh, Zillow. And let me see. So the last song. So, okay. <laughs> if you so, I'm so anybody who sees the playlist and the direction that it's going, you can tell that you know my comfort zone is kind of just you know vibe out. You know, nigga, I smoke a lot of weed, <laughs> so you can tell by the music I listen to. So I'm I'm gonna do I'm making an effort to try to punch it up a little bit with some more upbeat shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause I don't want to put everybody to sleep. So I added a song. Um, you, if you remember, there was a um a show on Netflix. I talked about it a little bit a couple of weeks ago called Inventing Anna. Well, Inventing Anna has a soundtrack that I just happened to stumble across. But somebody put me onto this song, and it's a song by somebody named Torin Foot, and it's called More Life. Listen, if you want to fuck some cardio up at the gym, put this bitch on repeat. I listen. Let me tell you something. I, I, but I was listening to this motherfucker forgetting I can't dance. That that shit goes. And anybody know me know I'm a I'm a big fan of dance music, especially a good four on the flow beat. Listen. So that's what this is. So it's a song called More Life again by somebody named Torin Foot. 
and it's really fucking dope. Um, also, I might just cause I'm, so okay. I made I created another playlist um this past week. Um, that's what I do. I'm, I'm cheesy like that. I sit and make playlists. My playlists are like my kids. <laughs> but I made one called Southern Gothic. And let me tell you something. It's my favorite playlist I've made to date. It is the most me playlist I've ever made. And that's really what I've been listening to the most, um, this week. And I'm, I'm actually going to throw, um, when I post the episode on Twitter, I'm going to throw the link, um, to that one up too. I, um, I, um, put the link up for it earlier in the week, but I'm going to do it again with the podcast. But yeah, let me tell you something. If you, when you listen to it, if you want to understand me, <laughs> it's in that playlist. It's basically a bunch of songs I grew up with. And it's a bunch of songs that remind me of home. Because you know what I'm saying? Back home, I, one of my favorite things to do would be to get in the damn whip and just ride around in the country. Going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? I'm all in the Chapalaya Basin and shit like that. Just, you know, like, I, I, like, I, I like going off the beaten path and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But you had to be careful because, you know, Louisiana, Southern Louisiana, we still got hella sundown towns. But, you know, but anyway. But, yeah, the playlist turned out real dope. I'm really proud of it. So, I'm actually going to post a link to it when I post the episode. And with that, people, we'd have made it to the end of this shit. <laughs> Look, as always, every week, man, I appreciate the fuck out of y'all for listening. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see the business go up. I see people commenting and shit like that. That makes a real nigga happy. And thank you so much. <laughs> with that said, man, drink your water, oil your scalp, mind your motherfucking business. I will holler at you next week.